0: Georgia. It's 830 in time once again for the Bible broadcast with evangelist Keith Allison. Well, greetings friend and welcome again to the Bible broadcast. This is Keith Allison. I am doing the work of an evangelist out of Demarest, Georgia and I'd like to welcome you to this 30 minutes of Bible study and Bible exposition as we open up the Word of God today. It is with great joy And uh, I count it a real honor to be able to bring another message to you from the good word of God. I would like to say that today's program is sponsored by Keith Allison Ministries of Demarest, Georgia. And this is a faith-based, listener-supported ministry. And uh, I'm certainly glad to have you as a listener today. And uh, I'd like to welcome you to go to my website. It is KeithAllisonMinistries.com. And uh, on the website, you'll see a short-term itinerary. My wife usually has a couple of months ahead posted out in the meetings that I'll be in. And then you'll see the radio stations that I'm currently on. And let me say this, uh, you can uh, basically Google uh, those uh, call letters to those radio stations and go to their website and you can listen online. And so you may not be in a listening area to where you can hear it on the radio, but you can, uh, just at the time that I'm on, you can, again, go to their website, listen live, and uh, we'd be certainly glad for you to do that. And then you'll see the books that I have written and how that you can order one of those or all four of them. We'd certainly love for you to add those to your library. I believe they'd be a real blessing and a help to you as you try to live the Christian life and serve the Lord. And so again, just thank you for letting me be uh, on the radio today uh, in your home, your automobile, or a place of business. I do want to thank you for reaching out. Many of you have let me know by way of email or a text uh, that you are listening. And so at the end of the program, I'll be giving you uh, more contact information. But if you'll go to my website, you can fill out the contact submission form, and you can email me, and we'd certainly be glad to receive that. I need to know that you are listening to this broadcast. And so, again, it is a real honor to be on the radio today. And so if you'll have a pen and a paper ready at the end of the broadcast, I'll try to have the information for you. Uh, There so that you can contact us. All right, I want to say that we're going to turn in our Bibles today to the book of Ezekiel, chapter number 38. Ezekiel, chapter number 38. Now, I really haven't said anything about Russia's invasion into Ukraine yet. I've just had a lot of other things that God's had me to deal with. And uh, But I want to deal today, and the Lord willing probably next Sunday as well, I want to deal with what the Bible says about a, an invasion that is headed up by a group of people that the Bible refers to as uh, Gog and the land of Magog. And so I know that, all, uh, that everyone has been watching the news now for a couple of months about Russia's invasion of the little country of Ukraine. And I understand that, uh, that, uh, you know, that we are involved as a nation sending money and war material there. And uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, none of us really know how this is going to turn out. But I just want to say up front right here that whatever happens today that is in our current day with the Russia and Ukraine uh, conflict, this war, I want to say that whatever happens, whether Russia ceases its hostility or whether it completely takes over or whether she goes into another country, or whether Russia is defeated, none of that will alter nor change the fact that Ezekiel 38 and 39 will be fulfilled. So I want you to understand that. And I want you to know that I am not saying that what is going on today is part of the fulfillment of Ezekiel 38. That's not what I'm saying. Now, what is going on, I'm sure that there would be a connection uh, to the prophecy, uh, even though it may just be nothing more than uh, maybe setting a pattern or bringing us to the threshold. But I want to deal with Ezekiel 38 and 39, uh, Lord willing, today and next week and I know that I could preach much longer than that on this, but I just want to give a uh, two broadcast uh, to this invasion of this coalition of nations that are mentioned in Ezekiel chapter number thirty-eight, and so this is an invasion uh, from the extreme north of Israel, and we're going to look at that in the Word of God. Now, the Bible says in Ezekiel chapter 38, and I'll read a little bit, and it's real important that if you can, that you'll get your Bible down and follow me on this. And, uh, and also, I do want to say this, that, uh, that you can uh, uh, contact me if you would like a copy of this CD that will have these two messages on it, then I'll be glad to try to mail you that. Or you can go to the website, and and hopefully they'll be archived at some point. I don't know. But in Ezekiel chapter 38, the Bible says, And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, set thy face against Gog, and that would be the prince, the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and that would be two cities, uh, within Magog and prophesy against him and say thus saith the Lord God behold I am against thee O God the chief prince of Meshech and Tubal and I will turn thee back and, and now look at the sovereignty of God here and I will turn thee back and put hooks into thy jaws and I will bring thee forth and all thine army horses and horsemen all of them clothed with all sorts of armor, even a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. Persia, now these are the nations that will be aligned with Magog. Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya with them, all of them with shield and helmet. Gomer and all his bands, the house of Tugamara of the north quarters, and all his bands, and many people with thee. Be thou prepared, and now this is what he's saying to Magog. To Gog, be thou prepared, prepare for thyself thou and thy company that are assembled unto thee, and be thou a guard unto them. After many days thou shalt be visited. Now listen, in the latter years, and see that we can see this is talking about the prophecy of the end time. In the latter years, thou shalt come into the land, and this would be Israel, that is brought back from the sword and is gathered out of many people. Now remember, Israel was barren and waste as far as the Jews were concerned. The land of Israel was occupied by the, uh, by the Ottoman Turks from about 1500 up until uh, 1917. And so Uh, What we're looking at is he's talking about a time period when the Jews have returned back to their land, and we know they did that with the turn of the 20th century, and then they declared themselves a state, a nation in 1948. He said, and is gathered out of many people against the mountains of Israel, which have been always waste, but it is brought forth out of the nations, And they, talking about Israel, shall dwell safely, all of them. And thou shalt ascend and come like a storm. Thou shalt be like a cloud to cover the land, thou and all thy bands, and many people with thee. So this is a prophecy of the people group, the people's groups that live in what the Bible calls the land of Magog, and they will be assisted by these nations that are mentioned in verse number 5 and 6. So I want to say, I want us to look, number 1, at the identity of the nations that are mentioned in this chapter. The identity of the nations. Now, the Greek historian Herodias, who wrote in the 5th century before Christ, he tells us that Meshach's descendants Settled north of Palestine, and of course, Meshach would have would have been the 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 grandchildren of Noah. This is through Noah's son Japheth. Noah had three sons: Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And you can go to, to Genesis chapter number ten, and you'll find these names: Magog, and and uh, Meshach, Tubal, and Gomer, and to Gomer you'll find all these names as descendants of, of Japheth, Noah's son. And so that Greek historian Herodias said that Meshech's descendants settled north of Palestine. The Jewish historian Josephus, in the first century A.D., that is after Christ, tells us that the descendants of Magog, who was Noah's grandson, Japheth's son, that they migrated north of Palestine. Now the Bible said here that he said uh that they would be coming from the north from the north what the Bible says here uh in our text and so uh, I'm told that that phrase talking about the north uh is talking about the uh the extreme north and you can take a globe you can check me out on this you can take a globe of the uh, of of the world, and you can draw a line from the city of Jerusalem to the North Pole and you will go right through uh, the city of Moscow. And so the land that we know that is the extreme north of the land of Israel is what we know of today as the land of Russia. And so it's it's believed, and has been believed, and and it's without dispute, uh, there is a a majority of Bible scholars and historians that say that the land of Magog in Ezekiel 38 is a reference to the people uh, that live in what we know of today as the land of of Magog. In verse number 6, it's of the north quarters, the extreme north. And then we also find that in verse number 5, these nations that are allied with uh, Magog, uh, we find the, the, the word Persia. Okay, Persia in 1935 changed its name to Iran. And then Ethiopia, this would be Sudan, uh, one of the black African nations. And then Libya, Uh, would be uh, 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 talking about the North Africa, the Arabic African nations. So here you've got two nations on the African continent, which is a little south of the land of Israel. And then in verse number six, Gomer, and it's again without question that Gomer is a reference to Germany. And he said, and all his bands, and the house of Tegomara and the land of togamara in the bible days uh, is what we would know of today as modern day turkey and also that that word gomer when it's talking about germany it's also these scholars say that it could include what we know of as eastern ukraine so ukraine and and again these commentaries were written many years ago before the russia ukraine Uh, conflict. And so here we find possibly Ukraine, part of the land mass of Ukraine, uh, in this description of the people groups. So here Persia, now now let's put all this together. These nations, Magog, which is Russia, Persia, which is Iran, and then Ethiopia, Libya, Germany, Gomer, which is Germany, and to Gomorrah, which is Turkey. These nations, according to Ezekiel 38, will align themselves and be allies in an invasion that takes them into the Middle East. Now, friend, Russia. I've read where that Peter the Great, who was ruling Russia uh, at the at the beginning of the of the 18th century, in other words, in 1700, he died just shortly after the turn of the of of the 1700s but peter the great the ruler of russia he his desire and his goal was for the expansion of russia and in his manifest or in his will that he left for the russian people he said that he wanted them to uh, to have their their hands basically in the conflict of other nations he wanted them to push south he wanted them to go south Uh, to the Middle East and take over the trade routes because he said that whoever controlled the trade routes uh, could control the world. So these Russian leaders have always had a desire for Russian expansion and and pushing southward. Uh, You see, they're in the extreme north. And Russia is the largest landmass nation in the world but so much of their land is uninhabitable. And really, the back, the Black Sea is the only, uh, uh, and it's still not warm, but it's the only warmer uh, seaports that they have, and they would love to push down into the into the Middle East, into the Persian Gulf, uh, for the sake of the Mediterranean, for the sake of warm water ports. And so there's many reasons why Russia, as we'll look at next time, why they would want uh, to go south. But I want you to understand something, though. God was prophesying this through his servant Ezekiel over 2,500 years ago. You see, Ezekiel was one of those Jews that were taken captive by the Babylonians, and they were carried off between 605 and 587 B.C., about 600 years before Jesus uh, Judah was was uh, taken captive by the Babylonians. The city destroyed and the temple destroyed. And then after 70 years of captivity, uh, then the Persian uh, ruler allowed them to return and they went back and built their city. We find that in the book of Nehemiah, amen. And, and uh, they rebuilt the temple. Uh, that would be Zerubbabel's temple. Uh, but you see, they never uh, had a king after that. And we've been living in what the Bible refers to as the times of the Gentiles ever since. And But this prophecy in Ezekiel 38, it, it was written over 2,500 years ago, and it's going to be fulfilled. So these are the nations. Now watch this. You and I both know that Persia, which is Iran, that they have a desire to annihilate the nation of Israel. It's literally in their government manifest. Uh, that they are set to destroy the nation of Israel. That's what they want to do, and we know that Russia has always been a big supporter of the land and the people of Iran. And then we also know, dear friend, uh, that uh, that uh, when you when you look at your map, you have you have the if you find the Black Sea uh, on the on the east. Excuse me, on the west and the Caspian Sea. On the east, the land between the, the Black Sea and the Caspian Sea is is part of the land of Russia, of course, the southern end of it, the southern tip of it. But then you have Turkey uh, that joins there on that southern end. Well, then if you go down through Turkey, uh, then you have the country of Syria, and and Russia has been backing Syria in its civil war and and Russia has military base in Syria, and then when you go down through Syria uh, to their southern border, then you uh, come to the land of Israel. So Russia's invasion and march to the land of Israel is basically going to go through friendly nations because Turkey will align themselves at this time with Russia. They'll go down through Syria, which is already an ally to Russia, right into the northern part of the land of Israel. Now, friend, only God, who knows the end from the beginning, only God could have prophesied this and saw this 2,500 years ago. So here we are in 2022, and we're seeing the alignment of these nations before our very eyes. And I know that right now that Germany is, is opposing Russia's invasion of the Ukraine. I understand that. Uh, But friend, uh, uh, any of these developments can change. You you follow what I'm saying? And again, uh, whatever happens over there right now, it is not going to alter the fulfillment of Ezekiel 38. Remember, in World War I, uh, Russia literally had to surrender to Germany, and then in World War II, uh, Germany invaded Russia and nearly took it, except for the bad winter that drove the soldiers out. And then, then friend, the uh, all the allied forces, uh, they allowed Russia, uh, for a little bit of revenge, they allowed Russia uh, to take uh, Germany and close out the war there. And so what I'm saying is there's been a lot of developments in the past that wouldn't line up with Ezekiel 38. But I just want you to understand... That these things can turn on a dime and history can change, dear friend, overnight and these nations will align themselves at the proper time and already Russia and Iran has this alignment. And you see, a lot of these nations are Arabic nations and they're usually an enemy to the nation of Israel to begin with. So here we have the identity of these nations. Secondly, let's look at the time of this invasion. The Bible says in Ezekiel chapter number 38 in verse 7, this is what God is saying to Gog the prince. Uh, I, I know i read where somebody entitled this chapter when Gog meets God, amen? When G-O-G, when Gog meets G-O-D, God. He said, be thou prepared talking to Russia, talking to Magog. Be thou prepared and prepare for thyself. Now watch. Thou and all thy company that are assembled unto thee and be thou a guard unto them. So this verse is reading like Magog would be the superior nation as she prepares not only for herself, but also for those that are assembled unto her. Okay, God said this 2,500 years ago. God recognized that Magog or Russia, as we know of that land mass today, would be the superior nation and these other ones would be inferior to it. Now, I I know what some are thinking right now. They're saying, well, Russia's not putting up too big of a fight. Uh, and so how could Russia be this great superpower that we have all thought it would be? Well, friend, I, I just want to say again, whatever happens over there today, even if Russia ends up being defeated, it, and this this could break out into other nations, we could end up with another world war right here. But it, none of that. Let me say it again. None of that is going to change the fact that Ezekiel 38 is going to be fulfilled. You may not be able to put it together. You may not be able to understand it. And, and the alignment of the nations today may not make the sense that it ought to in order for Ezekiel 38 to be fulfilled. But neighbor, I want to remind you something. The Old Testament is filled with prophecies concerning the first coming of Christ, including his birth, his life, and his death, and even his resurrection. And every one of those prophecies were fulfilled exactly like God said they would be in spite of a seemingly difficult reasoning in order for that to happen. But it happened. And therefore, every prophecy in the Old Testament that deals not only with the first coming, but deals with the second coming and all the prophecies associated with it, all of those prophecies will be fulfilled. Amen. Just like God said. So you can take it to the bank. Amen. So 2,500 years ago, God recognized that Russia would be the larger and the superior nation of these that are in alliance with her in Ezekiel 38. So, when we're thinking about the timeline, it would have to be after Magog's preparation in verse 7. Well, prior to 1945, prior to the ending of World War II, Russia wasn't much more than a third world country. But after Russia's near defeat in World War II, after the war was over... Russia began to spend all this money, they starved to spend money on military. And the United States and Russia got into this uh, uh, this Cold War through the 60s and 70s and early 80s uh, on this nuclear arms race. But you see, what I'm saying is after World War II, Russia began to ascend. She began to climb up the ladder and to prepare herself just like God said in verse number seven. And Russia not only was preparing for herself, but Russia has been propping up militarily of the nation of, of Iran and also the nation of Syria and about any nation over there that is communist and anti-Israel, Russia has been helping to prop them up. So she has been and is being a guard unto those other nations. I know that the Soviet Union uh, the Soviet Union began in 1921 led by Lenin and it ended up uh, having having 15 I believe it was 15 nations including Russia and Russia was the largest of these republics that made up the Soviet Union Ukraine was the second largest Are you listening to me? Ukraine was the second largest. And of course we know, a friend, that Russia again would like, Putin would like to assemble uh, these these other nations that used to make up the Soviet Union. He would like to bring them back in. But look at this timeline. Look in verse number 8. And he said, After many days thou shalt be visited when in the latter years. If you'll trace that phrase, the latter years are the last days in the Old Testament prophecies, you'll find out that it is talking about a time period that we know of uh, to be the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord will begin after the rapture of the church, amen, and then it goes through the tribulation period and even through into the kingdom age. And so this is going to be in the latter years a prophecy a prophecy concerning the last days of the nation of Israel. So it will be in the latter years. There has never been an historical invasion with these nations as Ezekiel 38 is, is portraying. It just has not happened. So if you think that this is a prophecy that has already been fulfilled, you are badly mistaken. There's never been an invasion like this in the history, in the annals of history. So it is still future to you and I. Amen? It is still future to you and I. But there's another a, a statement here that shows us the timeline. He said, Thou shalt come into the land that is brought back from the sword and is gathered out of many people against the mountains of Israel, which have been always waste, but it is brought forth out of the nation's and they shall dwell safely, all of them. So I've only got time to say this, dear friend. This timing of this invasion will be after Magog's preparation. It'll be in the latter years, and it's going to have to be after the Jews has been brought back to their land, thus 1948. Wow. So this invasion could not have taken place prior to 1948. Well, I'm going to have to leave it there, but you come back, Lord willing, same time on this station you're listening to, and I'll finish uh, this message on this invasion of Magog uh, into the land of Israel next week. Uh, again, this program is sponsored by Keith Allison Ministries of Demarest, Georgia, and uh, you can contact me. Uh, my phone number, 706-968-1182. Please text or call my website, Keith Allison Ministries.com, and, uh, and you can write to us at, uh, at Keith Allison Ministries, P.O. Box 312, Cornelia, Georgia 30531. Until next time, keep looking up. Jesus is coming soon. 975 Glory FM is WGTJ, Murrayville, Gainesville, and W248DL, Murrayville, Gainesville. It's not a